when the truth is found to be lies. Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? When you like somebody to love, you're gonna find somebody to love. <laughs> 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 On Awakening, we be more. Yeah. Oh, I missed a note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with my note? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <coughs> Need some water? Jesus. I'm all rusty and raspy. Need some water. Who am I? La 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 la. Thanks, dog. I'm a little flat. I gotta, <laughs> gotta tune. <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, we be more. Yeah. There we go. Woo. Yeah, got a little Macy Gray in me this morning. Gary, what's going on? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Not the Macy. <laughs> I just thought about her. What was that? I try to say <laughs> goodbye and I choke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in training day. She was in training day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she took that part in training day. She took the part in training day because she wanted to take she wanted to take a picture with Denzel and send it to her mama. <laughs> and when you go into Mama Gray's house right now on the refrigerator, still that picture of Macy Gray and Denzel Washington. All right, well, some things we got to do just nice. just for the generation above us. Okay, right. this is what we got to do. Mm-hmm. All right, welcome y'all. Make sure y'all saying good morning to the lady of the house. Okay. Good morning. You know, that's a good point because as a child, <laughs> you don't know how many times my parents made me go take pictures with celebrities just give me for two, their purpose. Give me right? two examples because I know um, I know two, but give me two. Tatiana Ali. <laughs> she was a college student at the time and they were still like, go, go take a picture with her. <laughs> Why? In the bookstore. Like, mind her business. <laughs> I'm eight years old. <laughs> um, you didn't want to meet little tots? You didn't want you want to be a little maybe because they thought you was a little Tatiana. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sick, man. <laughs> you sick, man. All right, so we we going off the top Thursdays like we usually do. Off the top Thursdays. I know we saying off the top, but we prepared. So, <laughs> is it really off the top? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what we got up first. Um, I guess we can start with the, um, the creatives, the, the TikToker situation. Oh, yeah, hit me. Okay. Give us a break. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. So, there's this article that came out the other day, and mm-hmm. it's basically talking about the pay disparity between black and white creators, specifically on TikTok. Pay disparity between white and black creators on TikTok. Okay. So, this one creator, her name is Sydney McRae. She's black. Um, It just gives a little backstory about her, but it's talking about how she has about 1 million followers, 1.1 million followers. And she was asked to create dances by certain labels. So like UMG asked her to make a dance for this rapper named Lil Tecca. Lil Lil Tecca, got you. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but. (laughs) (laughs) We getting old. Go ahead. (laughs) And um, she only received $700 for that, but then. It's also talking about artists like 
not even artists, talking about creators like Addison Ray, who's a white TikToker. That's all. Yeah, and she has 70 million followers. And according to Forbes, she's made millions of dollars off her dances and lip sync videos. And a lot of the time, she doesn't even create these, but she recreates them from smaller artists. Yeah. And then also in the article, it's talking about um, there's a black meme maker known as, uh, his name is Cash with a K, but okay. there's a five in the middle. I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, we getting old. We go, is, the, <laughs> is the A the five? It's K-A-5-S-H. Right. <laughs> Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I just broke my brain a little bit. I saw it in the face. K A 5 S H. Is that supposed to be like black, like six lakh? But like. But, the, but what is the five? The six is a B. Yeah. What That's is what I'm saying. What's the five? All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. So he's black, but he says. We got to make that all, my own meme. Right. <laughs> what? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> he um he became aware there was a racial gap in pay when he attended an event with a few white memers and they all had similar followings. Mm-hmm. They showed up in new luxury cars, but he couldn't afford a car at the time and came in an Uber. And that's when he realized like mm. it's crazy to be famous on the internet and then have it not mean anything. That's what he says. Literally, I was not sure where I was going to sleep last March. You know, you know. Yesterday we were on. Um, yesterday I was on my, my, my one of my trends calls, um, and we talked about this idea. We were talking about Lil Nas X, yeah, um, and how Lil Nas X has been in the internet trolling game for like ten years now, mm-hmm. right? And he's what 24, 21. 20, 24, 21. Yeah. Good God, yeah. twenty one. So essentially, Lil Nas X was a child star, yeah. Uh, and the way that we're creating, the way that child stars can be created now, it used to be you needed a contract to get on Disney Channel, you needed a contract to get on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. you had to be on CBS Kids, you had to be on some type of kid show that was contracted through one of these major corporations. Now, right. make sure y'all saying good morning to the lady of the house now, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, CEO and founder, all right, <laughs> okay, let me start, let me start playing. Um... Lil Nas X, the way that we're creating child stars now via the internet is like there's an internet culture in which a child can create, will could create a situation in which he has a chance to become a star on his own, right? Right. So uh, the parable that you just told me a second ago about this black boy who shows up to the to the TikTok convention, that's what I'm going to call it, shows up to the TikTok convention, he pulls up in an Uber, mm-hmm. like he's ready to go to work. Right. And these other white kids pull up in foreign cars and luxury cars yeah. as if this was a motherfucking vacation. Right. And I think that, I think when you start to look at, and I don't know if Americans will be smart enough to put this two, these two things together. If you start to look at how two people Two demographics interact with the same interface in the same way, and yet you can see real cultural different outcomes. You can see real different financial outcomes. You can see a different uh, appreciation as it comes to the work that you put in behind creativity. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok is accidentally, well, not even accidentally, because TikTok is part of is part of the white nationalist structure. Let's just be honest with it, because um, we saw the other day. Uh, somebody told me that in order to be on TikTok and only see black content, you got to do step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one hundred <laughs> to make sure that happens. Because if not, you're going to keep an inner count, uh, not inner counting, encountering 
white TikTok, white TikTokers and white culture and things that you're really not appreciative of as a black person. Um, why did I say that? I said that because it's hard to tell at the top, right? So if Lil Nas X is the best internet troll in the last 10 years, then you're like, oh, okay, black folks must be good at that. Right. But then you see like Addison Ray on Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. and I don't know who the fuck Addison Ray is. Right. And she don't look talented. Right. Uh but she's on TikTok being paid millions. Millions of dollars to recreate things that black folks are making. Right. And then to take it all the way back, because yesterday I was teaching a class on this. We'll get to that part of or that part of the class here in a second, but the other part of the class was yesterday I was teaching a class on copyright law. Mm-hmm. And Interesting enough, the Carlton dance is like the precedent for copyright law when it comes to dance. Hmm. Did you know that? No, but it makes sense. <laughs> uh, this happened during the. This happened when Fortnite was using different internet dances mm-hmm. in Fortnite for profit. Right. And uh, Carlton Alfonso Ribeiro was one of the first individuals to be like, "Hey, you know, I made up that dance." It is original. It is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on some type of media that can be expressed. Good morning, Lou. What's up, Micah? What's up, Lou Hustle? What's up, Lauren? Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, make sure you make sure you're saying good morning to the lady in the house. Uh, quick fact, though. The Supreme Court ruled that the Crofton dance wasn't original. Really? Yeah. Something to the effect that because we all have bodies and they can all move, the copywriting of a dance would wouldn't uh, wouldn't indicate originality. What? Now you could tell a white man said that. Right. You could tell white people. Yeah, you could tell it's a very white thought, and it's a very it's a very it's a very small thing. But when you think about it, think about a white person saying no dance could be original because we can all move our body. But then go ask the average white person to hit the Millie Rock. Okay. <laughs> right. Go ask the average white person to hit the Bankhead Bounce. Right. Right. Um, Micah says, "Yo, yo, tweet mine specifically. Then you. Ah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, Good morning. That's a very white thought. A very white thought to say that. Okay, because this person is dancing on camera. Although that is an expression of self on a medium. That's a that's a requirement for um, uh, copyright. Because this is uh, was it original, expressive. What's the other one?" It's the third one. I forgot the third one. Anyway, I forgot my copyright law right now. But anyway, the Supreme Court says the movements of bodies in a dance form cannot be copyrighted because we all got bodies and we can all move. So then, therefore, how is how is that original? How is the June bug original if we all got bodies, right? And to which my response was, how come nobody was doing the June bug before that? Thank you. <laughs> how come nobody was, nobody was doing the Miller Rock before? Right. How come the Carlton wasn't? How, how come the Carlton wasn't done before? Mm-hmm. Um, so I say that to say, I say that to say that the agenda to devalue black creativity is sponsored by the state <laughs> and is sponsored by TikTok. Mm-hmm. Wow. Keep going, sweetheart. Um, oh, and then there's a pay difference. Oh, yeah, right. If that's not, and then the other side of that parable gap is if that doesn't show you the wage gap, TikTok is something that you, over the last year, we've been at home TikToking. So you mean to tell me at a TikTok conference over the last year in which everybody's been on the same playing field, right. 
one boy has to pull up in an Uber, right? And other children get to pull up in they ch- and pull up in their forns, right? And they fancy whips. Let me throw it. That's more indication of the game, of the wage gap. Let me throw a stat go ahead, at you. Go ahead. Ooh, ooh, I love a stat. Go ahead. What's up, Carl? $10 billion. $10 billion for what? That's the size of the global market for brand endorsements on social media. $10 billion with a B. <laughs> brand endorsements. So there's $10 billion going around, but he still has to pull up in an Uber? And the the first black TikToker I was talking about, the girl... Yeah, yeah. She has a talent manager, but she's still only making five hundred dollars per per dance. Right. You know, Kyrie Kyrie Irving said this. It might have been Kyrie Irving. It might have been Max Kellerman on first take. Yeah. Somebody you wouldn't. I'm just saying it. Somebody that you wouldn't necessarily expect. He said the price of the black body is way too cheap. Max Kellerman said that. Max Kellerman said that. Wow. The price of the black body is way too cheap. Yeah. And we cheated and we treat it cheaply. Mm-hmm. These kids, it's it's just so interesting. These kids, these little black kids on TikTok making these dances out of creativity sake. Mm-hmm. If they blow up, they blow up. But I want to dance. I want to get on TikTok. I want to TikTok. I want to express myself. And then to find white white creators, if you want to call them that. If you find white creators come up and follow them and just emulate those individuals, they can be far more successful. Right. And while I'm upset with TikTok, I'm also in the understanding that this is bigger than TikTok. Right. Um, this is an eva- this is this is an evaluation of black bodies, mm-hmm. and this has been happening for decades, low key centuries, maybe. Low key centuries. <laughs> yeah. That's a goddamn shame. Mm-hmm. And we wonder how, like, and, and, you know, it's crazy. The experts be like, oh, it's just TikTok. It's just TikTok. Uh, first off, I think just, I think just might be my least favorite word now. Yeah. I think, I think we might have to take just out of our vocabularies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to name a whole company just. Hmm. Um, but just is a simplification that is often used to, like, demoralize and minimalize mm-hmm. and decentralize. Um, the thought patterns and the perspective of people who aren't of the performative normative. Oh my God, I'm starting to sound like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Just. Yeah, I just need this to be done. It's just TikTok. These kids don't worry about it. They just kids. Well, if they just kids, paying what they owe then. Okay. If they just kids, then I shouldn't see million dollar contracts to a just kid. Right? Oh, here's a fun. This is real funny. Mm. Supreme Court yesterday. Supreme Court is ruling on the NCAA right now too, right? Mm-hmm. And our favorite Supreme Court justice, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, on the NCAA. The NCAA uses the title of amateurism to avoid paying players. Really? Right. So if they say like, "Oh, if you're in college, you're an amateur," right? That's what they say. And that's how they like, if you're an amateur, then, you know, you should be performing on the amateur letter, et cetera, et cetera. So then Justice Thomas says something. He goes, well, if they're amateurs, then how come the coaches are getting paid millions of dollars? And how come salaries for coaches are growing? So if they're amateurs, wouldn't they have amateur coaches? (laughs) Exactly. What the fuck? And he was like, ah, 
I don't know about y'all. <laughs> God damn, Clarence Thomas. Oh man, yeah, you on the wrong side with Clarence Thomas. Maybe, uh, maybe you fucking up. Um, woo. It is. That's crazy. What else we got? What else you oh. got over there? Oh, there's more. There's more details. You you want to? This, this is a long article. No, we don't gotta go through the whole oh, okay. thing. Anything else other there that you know? Uh. Did you find pertinent pertinent information? I mean, I, I heard about this black man that was denying um, admittance to his restaurant. He was he was denying black women. He was a, a what now? He didn't he didn't accept black women into his restaurant because their their lace was showing on their wig or something or like one of the girls' wig cap was out, and yeah, he wouldn't let them in his restaurant. What he, kind of man did this? This is a black man. Is this Atlanta? Let me see. Yeah, he has a... He has Yo, a Tim said I'm so pretty. <laughs> Yo, shut up, Tim. <laughs> Yo, shut up, Tim. <laughs> also, happy spring on nine day, man. I know I missed it, but you know, we're 12 years in the game now. Hey, oh, it's your birthday today? No. Oh. But you know how I feel about my fraternity, so... Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> mm, 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 Not gonna mm. talk about that. Mm, 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 mm. Told them girls... Yeah, this is the video. Restaurant for discrimination. Uh, a group of ladies called out a black-owned restaurant for discrimination. Allegedly, they were told they were denied entry because of our cousin's lace was visible. Our cousin's lace was visible. Yo, white men are ass, bro. Not white, black. <laughs> this huh? is a black man. I know. What I say? You said white men. Oh, see, look at me, <laughs> Freudian slip. Black men are the worst, bro. Oh, damn! That reminds me of yesterday. What happened yesterday? Oh my God! <laughs> no, we are like this. That's crazy, Tim. Oh wait, is Rajon's line twelve years older than us? And that nigga was still coming around for us. Gross. <laughs> Gross, bro. Get a life. <laughs> I forgot they don't have any. Anyway, <clears throat> oh. no, don't get me to talking about my fraternity. <laughs> um, I can't believe them niggas, man. We were talking about, though, before I get distracted. <clears throat> I'm finna go the fuck off. Not today. Hmm? Um, yeah. Oh, yesterday. Oh, oh. So, I say this to bring up another topic. I teach a class for a certain organization. And, um, uh, in this class, uh, it's a, it's a music business and music media class. And so, every class period, we like to start off with recent news happening in the music industry. Yeah. And yesterday, my student, young man, um, decided that he wanted to talk about Sweetie and Quavo. That's what he said. He said, Sweetie and Quavo. And so, I, of course, I try to frame everything within the context of the class. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's being a, a mock music agent right now. So I was like, okay, so I need you to be the agent for Quavo right now and make a statement on behalf of the things that were happening with him and, uh, with him and Sweetie. And to, this, and to which this young man began a 30-minute uh, plea for the forgiveness of Quavo. Not even the forgiveness, but like making excuses, making excuses for uh, violence against women in the, in the situation with Quavo and Sweetie. And I have been teaching formally, informally for 15 years now, actually. No, 13 years now. 
Uh, how old am I? About to turn 32? Yeah. 13 years. 14 years. Turning on 13, 14 years. And um, the one thing that disappointed me the most <clears throat> when talking to this young man, and I recognize that we all start off dumb. So, uh, of course, it's going to be step one of a very long guidance problem. But the thing that upset me most about the young man was this young man is about 15, maybe 16 years old, and he was already repeating tropes that grown men use to try to excuse violence against women. Mm-hmm. And what upset me most, and I found this happening on Twitter too, what upsets me most when these situations happen like this is that the standard isn't violence against women is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the beginning of the statement. That's the end of the statement. Regardless of whatever, ha- whatever happened, violent get violence against women is unacceptable. Yeah. So if you find yourself today, yesterday, in the future, and you know the standard against, of violence against women being unacceptable, but yet you find yourself creating imaginative situations, um, deathly situations, you try to find any other way in which you can excuse in your mind to commit violence against women, I think you need to sit down and talk to yourself. I need you. I need you. To, I need you to think about yourself for a second. If violence against women is unacceptable, then any excuse presented while violence against women is happening is null and void. Right. I don't give a fuck who it is. That could have been President Obama himself in the elevator. I expect the same thing out of him. I expect him to take a couple of days off, come back, admit his faults publicly, apologize, and then and then have changed behavior. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. And this young man spent about 30 minutes on the phone with me trying to convince me by asking me very different questions. One question was like, you got sisters? I was like, yeah. He was like, did they get beat as a kid? And I was like, what does that have to do with the situation? He just really wanted to answer to that question. And to which I told him, let's say they did get beat as a kid. Does that make my father right? No. Violence Violence against women is unacceptable. Period. And it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I had to remind myself that we all start off dumb. Thanks, thanks, Carl. We all start off dumb. It broke my heart because this young man was obviously spinning, was obviously spinning some some narratives that he had heard before in his life in which people had made excuses for him to be violent towards women, maybe out of their own experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he said something to the effect of he was raised to um, basically defend himself if somebody puts their hands on him or like don't let anybody... Right. Right. Mr. Brown, you going to let a girl punk you? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you see that video? I think you, I don't know if you did, but it was like a girl, she was chasing the guy. Like she had a brick and she was chasing after him with a brick and he was just running away. Like he wasn't trying to fight back. He wasn't standing his ground or anything. He was running like. No, you get the fuck on. Get the fuck away. You get the fuck on. And what makes me sad, this young man spent all this time trying to make excuses for violence towards women. And the only thing that just kept bump, jumping in my mind was like, they threw that girl in the trash can last year. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, that self-defense? That self-defense shit still get you locked up? Hey, grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass man, bro. What the fuck? This is a domestic situation. 
And this is, we got to remember, I think men forget this from time to time. We are bigger than them. Yeah, y'all are strong. Y'all need to realize. We are bigger than them. We are stronger than them on a biological level. Like, this is, this is not Brittany Griner playing Bookie Cousins one-on-one in WNBA. NBA. And these are two of the biggest niggas of their specific genders <laughs> Yeah. Playing against each other, no, nigga, we are average people. Yeah. I don't give a, I don't give a, and Quavo and Sweetie might even be the same size, but there's a difference between muscle distance between the two people. Right. You don't put your hands on a woman. And the amount of niggas I heard yesterday saying, "Well, she had his shit." So fucking what? His property is more valuable than her respect. His little Call of Duty bag, that's what I kept hearing. I hear another nigga say Call of Duty bag. I'm going to slap the shit out of them. Grown ass <laughs> man talking about a fucking Call of Duty bag. Nigga! This rich ass nigga talking about a fucking Call of Duty bag. Call of Duty $60. <laughs> you swinging that girl around for $60 fucking dollars. That's facts. See, the problem is, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. What's happening is over the last year, I'm making this theory right now. Over the last year, we have normalized violence against women again. Breonna Taylor died, Mm -hmm. got shot up. We charged the officers for shooting the wall next door. Mm. Women been locked up in the house with they with they mates, with they fucking they fucking kids. And now all of a sudden niggas think it's 1947 again. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you fuck ass niggas, man? Um. Lauren says, it's all about how you were raised. My, used, my dad used to have a rule with my brother that if he ever tap, push, or hit me, he would hit my brother twice as hard. My dad used to do that too. Mm-hmm. You got to learn. I can, I can remember the last time I put my hands on a woman. It was a third grade. I don't it was a third grade. And I, I, I remember the consequences very much. <laughs> Woo! Two ass whoopers in a night. What? Ninos. Did you see the Ninos at the border? No, I ain't seen no Ninos at the border. Along with the fact that you've never put, uh, along with the fact that you never put her hands on a woman. Yeah, you don't, you just, <laughs> what is Tim talking what? about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't put your, you don't put your hands on a woman. Like violence against, violence against women is unacceptable. And it's crazy. We're still having this conversation in 2021. Like. <laughs> like we take two steps forward. Five steps back. Yeah, that's just sad, bro. That's just sad, bro. That's just sad, bro. And I'm very, and I'm very upset with. I'm very upset with Quavo. I'm very upset with Quavo. The fuck is your problem, son? You supposed to be, you supposed to be the leader. Niggas <laughs> supposed to be looking at you and be like, okay, that's what financial freedom look like, mm. right? This is what we can do with our money. We can have this aesthetic. We can talk away. We can walk a certain way. But the way it looked before the situation was treating this woman with respect. Mm-hmm. You throw this woman around a goddamn elevator and then didn't help her up? Right. Nigga, you cold, bro. You cold. Looked at her on the ground. You cold. Because <laughs> if it was an accident, you'd be like, oh. Right. Damn, girl. Mm. Come on. Let's go. Get up. My bad. We got carried away. I apologize. Mm. It's a goddamn shame. Wait, Wait what? what? Wait. Tim says, talking about some, some immigrants who were escaping to freedom, I guess from Mexico to here, uh, dropped the kids from the top of the wall to the United States climbing over. Oh, oh my the God. Ninos. Right, the Ninos. That's what okay. he was saying. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, Tim. What? Um, that's wild. <laughs> Two of them. That's wild. Damn. Think about how tough that oppression is. Think about how oppressed you got. Think about how oppressed. Wow. And 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 desperate of resources you got to be to climb a wall with your kids, and then put your kids over, but you don't go over with them. Yeah. What is happening? You maybe we don't talk about what's going on in Mexico enough. We don't. <laughs> Oh, quick, hold on. Not you. Everybody else, quick. Name two Mexican states. <laughs> oh, I was going to... Go ahead. We know them. No, I was going to talk about the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal. Have y'all been paying attention to the Suez Canal? I know we talk about a lot of black shit on here, and the Suez Canal is, I think, I think in Egypt. Or I think... Uh, I think it's outside of Egypt, between Egypt and Jordan? That sounds right. Let me look it up, though. Um, I don't know if Jordan is still a country, though. Is it still called Jordan? Ooh. <laughs> Another fun fact. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Let's go. Quantararu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the two Mexican states. That's right. Uh, and then I think was it was it Mexico City is a state? Yeah, it's a capital, right? Mexico City, the city. Oh, right, because you could be from Mexico City, Mexico City, Mexico. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, Canal is in Egypt. It connects the Mediterranean Sea, the Red Sea, um, divides Africa and Asia. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know if y'all were paying attention to this, uh, but later in the house, later in the house, and I, we were trying to, it was two things we were trying to order. There was the tips and our vitamins. We get these tips. We get the wood tips from um, from Honey Puff, right? And we get some vitamins, right? Both of these things are made, um, designed in the U.S., but made in looks like it looks like the Puerto Rico. Those actually they shipped from China, I think, though. Allegedly. Shipping from China. Yeah. But I say all to say, did y'all see that there was a boat wreck in the Suez Canal? Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about international shit much, but like boat wreck in Suez Canal. The Suez Canal is one of the ten canals in the world in which import and exports travel through, like we talk about billions and billions and billions of dollars daily Mm -hmm. to the point that American billionaires are losing, Dr. Carr said, was it $10 billion a day? Damn. Like $10 billion a day. And I know these niggas is billionaires, but like a 10 bill ain't nothing to sneeze at. Right. Um, So these niggas lose $10 billion a day to the point where they, these billionaires hopped off whatever whatever advocacy and lobbyist train they on right now and all these niggas went up to the Capitol Hill and was like, yo. Well. Yo, we will pay, but we gotta get this shipwreck out of the uh, motherfucking Suez Canal. And they did it. Oh, they did Now it? imagine if these motherfuckers took that same energy. Mm. Imagine if they these these billionaires went up to Capitol Hill, knocked on the door. Hey look, we losing money, y'all losing money. Let's go get these boats right now at the Suez Canal. Imagine if they did that with, with poverty. Right. It took them two days. Whole shipwreck, Suez Canal, whole natural disaster. <laughs> two days. Imagine. Uh, imagine if they had the same energy towards poverty or towards food insecurity or homelessness. What? You know, all these niggas got to do is just buy it. 
Back to what I said. A big ass mansion somewhere. But then, like, mm. what's up? Okay, let's let's play that out. Because we smoking now, so we could, <laughs> we could be a little fantastic. Let's play that out. Let's say Jeff Bezos. Okay. Were you with me when I watched Dread? Yeah. Okay, so in the future, in this futuristic scene of Doctor Dread, don't watch. Uh, not Doctor Dread, Drudge Dread. Don't watch the old Drudge Dread with fucking Syl- Sylvester Stallone. Go on the Prime and watch the new Drudge Dread. I promise you. Bemo Stamp, huh? Was that Jason Statham? That was Jason Statham. That was um, same dude, Carl Urban from uh, from the Boys. Mm. Um, this is a Bemo Stamp. I swear to you, Dread is the perfect movie. And now you like what? Yeah, if you're an action fan. If you like movies, like it's a it's a boy movie. Don't get me wrong, and I say I say boy in the sense of like performative boy of gender. How we've been talking about like normative boy, like you know, uh, yeah. Hot Wheels versus uh, versus Barbies. It's a very boy movie, but Dread is the perfect movie. Okay. It's a perfect movie, not the perfect movie. It's a perfect movie, and these perfect movies rarely happen. Yeah, rarely happen. Like Forrest Gump, it's a perfect movie, hmm. right? Dark Knight, perfect movie. Yeah, Bridesmaids. Perfect movie, yeah. right? These things are rare, but they happen, and they be, they surprise you. Anyway, I said to say Millers. that, huh? We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Yo, perfect movie, perfect movie. You get entertained, well acted, well written, mm-hmm. well story. edited, good yeah. story, perfect movie. I said to say though, in the future of Dread, there are mega cities, and in these mega cities are these huge five hundred foot, um, million person buildings, mm-hmm. right? So let's say bad tripper. Per- oh, I haven't finished it yet. I gotta finish it because you know I love me some Eric Andre. I love me some Eric Andre, baby. Uh. I love the social commentary of Eric Andre, man. A butt naked, weird black man running freely in the streets, antagonizing whoever he wants. That's, That's not what we want. That's freedom. <laughs> That's not what we want. And accompanied by the man who brought down Bill Cosby. Come on, dog. Y'all not ready. Mm. Ah. Mm. Ah. Um, but I bring it up to say that in the in the future of dread, there are these big buildings. Do you really? If Jeff Bezos built one of those tomorrow, is that really what you're trying to be? Hell no. Okay, no. Wait. <coughs> Wait. <let> me... <laughs> Backtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would. I, in my head, I wouldn't want it to be a. You know, a mega high rise. You right. know, I, I'm really thinking of like somewhere with a couple acres. You know, a lot of land, like a, a oh. community in a. Sense. So you want a commune? But not like not isolated, not like a cult. I want I want people to be able to come and go freely. You know, they just have somewhere to live. <laughs> you just want people to have somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah, you're not trapped here. You can go. Well, capitalism says that if somebody built that, they would have to do it for profit. They'd have to do it. If it, even if it was for social profit, they had to do it for profit. It would have to be convenient to everybody uh, in the world, in the world, so it's not disruptive. Okay. So where are you putting this? You putting these acres in the middle of New York City? <laughs> That's a good question because I can't just move all the homeless people to one. I mean, you know. I, although. What's up? I wonder what would happen if you did. Well, like, okay, this might be a little fucked up, but I feel like we gotta have these thoughts because it's who may we be, mo, yeah. 
let's say we let's say let's say we moved all homeless people to Kansas. Damn. <laughs> okay. Kansas has hella farmland, okay. rich in resources, okay. two major cities. Yeah, you know I mean, it's got okay. a lot of space. Agriculture. Agriculture, you know. know what I'm saying? Opportunities. Kansas is in the mid, in the middle of the country. It's half racist, half not racist. It was cut in <laughs> half it was cut in half during the Civil War. Okay. Let's just say. Let's like, okay, in the same thought process which we give black folks three states in the South. Yeah. Let's just say today. We let's did. just say to say we built we built the average community all through Kansas. Okay. And in there we collected all the homeless people right now, mm-hmm. all the people who are facing uh, home insecurity, which technically would be me, yeah. all those people, put them in Kansas. Okay. What do you think the state of Kansas would be? Hmm. How do you think the state of Kansas would operate? What type of government do you think they would decide on? Would it be a commonwealth? Hmm. What type of taxes would they decide on? Hmm. How would they vote in an election? Would they be conservative? Would they be liberal? That's actually a very interesting thought. Come on. David Beeks. My <laughs> guy. What's wow. up, man? Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, David Beeks, the legend. Wow. I hope you're doing well, my friend. I really hope you're doing well. Like, honestly. David Beeks, my old head. Me too. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. I don't think you understand. No, I, I don't think you I, I understand. Know. When I when I wanted to be a freaky phone, yeah. I wanted to be David Beeks. I wanted to be a combination of David Beeks and Randy. That's who I oh, wanted yeah. to be. Yeah, Randy's cool. And they, don't get if I if I didn't get it wrong, I believe David Beeks was the golden spat nigga before me. So I was like, yes, oh. I must follow in these steps. Thank you, David Beeks. I appreciate it, man. That was a decade ago. More. It's like a dozen years ago. God, more, more than that, actually. Oh, seven was 14 14? years ago. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Oh, shit, son. 14 years ago. Wow. That's almost your life. Wow. Wow, bro. That's crazy. Oh, man. There have been two times I have uh, discovered things this morning that have broken my mind. Uh, 14 years ago. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, oh the yeah. homeless state. Yeah. Let's say we did that. Okay. I have to right, right now. I didn't see nobody answering any, uh, nobody put any guesses in the chat. Yeah. Please, please. The Wake and Bake People nights are quiet this morning. Yeah. Why are we so quiet? <laughs> um, what do you think that state would look like? You put all the all the home insecure people okay. into secure homes. Right. Give them options for minimal work thing. So like all of okay. them go there and then we open up a few factories, some farming infrastructure, whatever. We start to build out the better American farm system so everybody there can either work on a farm, through the farm system, in a factory, manufacturing, grocery, set up a whole system in which you guarantee jobs for those individuals. Right. So now they have guaranteed jobs. They have guaranteed housing uh, in a state in which they have full autonomy. Right. What would that state look like? First off, what would be the racial demographic of that state? Mm. Let's look it up. What's the racial demographic of the current uh, home insecure 
um, uh, uh, demographic. This is this is actually interesting. What would that state look like, and how would they vote? Let's see. From my experience with the home insecure, excuse me. Of course, there's levels to this shit, right? Mm-hmm. There are people who are having economic downturns. There are people who are um, suffering from mental illness. Right. There are individuals uh, who are on the lam, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are different reasons and different sources for it. So then once it was fixed, how would these people operate? And I don't mean like how would they operate in terms of their normal of their normal demographic. I mean like we go fix off we go fix off somebody's life right now. What what's their immediate thought? Are they liberals? Are they conservatives? That's a good like question. what would they lean towards? A, I mean, what's a new head? state issue? How would they how would they feel about the legalization of marijuana? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like it'd be, I feel like to open the state it'd be legal. Before the state was even open to be legal, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like the home insecure are a little more liberal on yeah. the use of my own body. I should be able to do mm-hmm. whatever the fuck I want to do with my body. That's in terms of like trans rights, actually. That's in terms of like marriage rights. Mm-hmm. That's in terms of like the drugs that you can intake. I feel like that would be if if I'm. If I am trying to put myself in that shoe, leave me the fuck alone. Right. But let's not have a situation where other people can experience what I've experienced. Right. That's what I would think. Would, oh, Biggs, what'd you say? Depends on the this on the country. U.S. is majority white, so it would probably be lots of them. Then black, it sounds closer to a socially democratic state than than the... Oh, stay so closely close to social democratic state like the Nordic countries. I would agree yeah, with that. That's, that's what it says. Um, in 2020, there was an estimated 280,612 white homeless people in the yeah. U.S., the most out of any ethnicity. However, there are around 228,796. So 280,000 whites and 228,000 black. Really? Yeah. This was last year. So it's like 40, 60? Yeah, 40% white. Wait, no. 40% black, 40% 60% percent white. white. Yeah, 60, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then it says... I wonder, I wonder what racism... What would racism look like in that state? That's actually a wild thought. This actually kind of blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah. 60% white, 40% black. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I think... Uh, I'm sorry. What's up, KJ? What's popping? I seen your little photo shoot, KJ. You seen KJ's little photo shoot? Oh, let me go. Let me go. Trying to, yeah, trying to trap, trying to trap some niggas. Let's I see. All right, out. all right. Um, Ashley says, I honestly think we'd be surprised they'd vote similar to how Americans vote right now. I don't know if there's a direct correlation between lower social economic status and issues they support. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Would put. Po- would political activity increase? Because mm. mm. I would I would guess just based on my community development classes I took 14 years ago. You know what? I, you know what? After having that thought, I don't think I can say I went to Howard. I don't remember none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Anyway. Um, 
from my limited perspective, I think there is a correlation between social economic status and political involvement. And I think, not I think, um, one of the strategies of people who are trying to uh, enact voter suppression is to attack services and things that homeless secured people wouldn't have access to, like an ID. Like that's a very big deal. Of course, it, I think about that all the time. There's no problem for you and I to walk into the voting booth with an ID. Oh, here's an ID. Right. But what if I don't drive? Right. Or what if I don't have a house? Mm-hmm. Or what if I? Um, <laughs> I'll do that there. Um, uh, so, I, so, so in our society, there might be a correlation between the social economic status of the state and political action within itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now we have a 40%, 40% mm. black population. We'll call it a 40% global majority population and a 60% um, white population. Okay. 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 What else we got? That's an interesting thought. Um, right now, in case you're just jumping in, right now we're playing with this thought on our on our Freestyle Thursday of uh, what would you what would happen if we gathered all the homeless and home insecure people in the United States, created a an average society for them to live in in Kansas, and guaranteeing them working, uh, guaranteeing them work and housing. How would that state operate? What would racism look like? What would the public policies be? How would society operate? Hmm. 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 What's up? It also says that um, California is well known for having a high homeless population. L.A., San Diego, and San Francisco all have high proportions of unsheltered homeless people. Um, But in many states, the Department of Housing and Urban Development says there are more sheltered homeless people than unsheltered. Makes me think like Skid Row. That's L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. There are more. That's interesting. That mm-hmm. the first off, who was the director of urban? Uh, who was that director at the time? Is that Ben Carson saying that right there? Well, this 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 came out in twenty twenty, so I don't know. Twenty twenty. <laughs> well, it depends on. Well, probably wasn't Ben Carson. But this was published last week. Okay. But they were collecting the data. That's yeah. an interesting thought. If it's true, that's an interesting thought that there are more. What the fuck is sheltered homeless people? There's a link. Let's see. Um, it's good. I don't know. I don't know. Man, I don't know much about homelessness mm-hmm. and home insecurity. Okay, we gotta do some research. All right, all right. Let's see. We gotta pay. All right, we gotta do some research. Um, you remember Sierra Turner? Tell the lady of the house I'm about to hit her up as a uh uh April Fool's joke. Okay. Um Sierra Turner. Sierra from the from the beat from the band, Sierra? I guess. Okay. I don't know. As far as like uh sheltered homelessness, I guess that's are those temporary solutions? Um. Mm. This it's just a stat. Good seeing you, Beaks. Page. Let me see the overview. Hmm. Oh, wake and bake will you be more? Yeah. Oh. What's up? 
It's talking about like homeless shelters. Okay. Yeah. Tip, sounds like temporary situation. Yeah, it's just uh, temporary. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's just a thought. All right. What else are we talking about? Um. Oh, you want to? Do you want to go into um? Did we? The um. Doctor got. Did we talk about our? We talked about Quavo and Sweetie, but I don't know if you want to like. Dive what else? Deeper. Give me another example because I'm. It's, I had one and I forgot. You it. were talking about um the fact that we've been in the pandemic. Oh, and, so yeah. yeah, I do have. I have this theory right now. Right now, um, so lovely, so lovely through creative theory, which I wanted. I wanted. I want to tell y'all about something. I might slide in y'all DMs later, but anyway, um. Uh, so lovely to work working with creative theory. The opportunity to work with a uh, with a with a professor, Dr. Kira Gaunt. I can't remember her exact title right now, but essentially she studies uh, culture, sound, and how you know, like how black shit is popping. She's basically like a grown, more mature me, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 a Dr. Carr in a sense, but a little more. Um, Oh, not a little more, but a woman. Like, Dr. Carr is very much a man. Very much a man. Dr. Gaunt is very much a woman. Yeah. Um, in which I love it. So anyway, in, in speaking with her, uh, working out this theory, and she introduced this thought about, like, in the last year, in the last year, uh, since the pandemic, there has been these small examples of the normalization of violence towards women. Right. Whether it be, I said this earlier, whether it be about the death of Brianna Halo that has gone completely, completely un, uh, without justice. No justice has been found in there. None. Mm-hmm. They paid out some money. That's it. No justice has happened for <clears throat> Brianna Taylor. It's fucking wild. <clears throat> the amount of lack of justice that is, the walls next door to her apartment got more justice than right. Brianna Taylor. Um, that with women being stuck in the house, I guess some men are reverting their mindsets back to 1957. Um, we see what was interesting about the Sweetie and Quavo situation is always the reactions <coughs> to shit. So when when niggas come out and see, be like, oh man, that just look like love. Yeah. And then you know niggas been with hella girls, call hella girls crazy. Wow! Oh, she do the most. I can't believe she be doing this X, Y, and Z. And then you hear women also defend these actions, and you like, oh shit! <laughs> the fucked up thought was, am I not rough? <laughs> am I soft? No. No. My shit is toxic. <laughs> Not to judge anyone, but uh, if 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 you look at the sweetie video and you like, oh girl, that's nothing. Can you send me? Uh, I need you to send me a message in my DMs. I want to come. I want to come to your home and see what's going on. <laughs> I want to see what's happening in your house. Cause if that looked normal to you. <laughs> Mm, I don't know, boo boo. <laughs> I think you're being abused. Um, yeah, it's just not. 
It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And I don't know. Well, I do know. I know what I can do to alleviate the problem. But I didn't even know this was a fucking problem. Niggas is talking about. Niggas is talking about. Oh yeah, this is Tuesday. Tuesday. That's weird, bro. Anyway, you got any burning questions for the roach? Mm. I'm prepared today. I'll give you some time. Okay. Well, you got you got to. You can't What's up, Ness? Silence. Hmm? <laughs> what you want me to sing? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what to sing. The song popped into my okay, head. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. All right. Going back to our what do you call it? Uh, the homeless state is that what you call it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think it could work? <clears throat> like if we if we created the infrastructure, created the factories, created jobs, home security, you know, all of the things like. One, I want to say that's a big ass if. It's a big if. The if is bigger than. Well, I'm saying perfect, perfect um, conditions. Let's, like, say, let's say it worked. Let's it say, worked, yeah. You say after the if. Yeah. I just want to state yeah. that the if is more improbable <laughs> than what I'm about to hypothesize as, as the outcome. <laughs> the if is way more improbable. But let's say it happens. Okay. Kansas is now the. Uh, the state in which, ooh, Q, you right on time. Q's right on time. Q, <laughs> hold on. Let me get some water. I'm going to ask you this question, Q. Hold on. Or oh, actually, actually ask, ask the question, Q. Okay, so we proposed this idea that Kansas would just be the state where all the homeless and home insecure people would go. They would be given homes. They would be given jobs. We would create, like, factories, infrastructure, um... Like grocery stores, what else everything, everything, yeah. everywhere to which you can work in the food industry from soil mm-hmm. to sale, everything that's to do with agriculture, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. So, in this state, what we were hypothesizing earlier, what we were hypothesizing earlier, because Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> what we were hypothesizing earlier was like, how would the state vote? What policies would they have? How would their, how would their, uh, uh, how would they feel about recreational use of drugs, et cetera, et cetera? Right. Uh, would there be political engagement, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, so then the question the lady, the house just asked me was, if this happened, mm-hmm. do I think it would work? Yeah. And by work, do you mean, do I think, what's not work? How does the state, give me a failed state. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, probably resulting in anarchy or like, you know, just lawlessness. But I mean, when I say, would it work? I'm thinking a thriving, a thriving economy. Yeah. Let's say Kansas is right now. When I said Kansas, I mean, I was trying to think of like the most average state. So I'm thinking it's, let's say Kansas is state 26 out of 50 in everything right across the board. Are you asking me would they stay 26 or would they drop to 50? Yes. Would they stay 26 or would they drop to 50? Or would they go up? Oh, right. Or well, Yeah, right. How much time has happened? Let's say, I was going to say year five, but let's say year three. 
Nah, year five, because like, nah, year three. The third year is the, I would say the first 10 years of Kansas are going to be a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Because one, if we're talking about the first 10 years, that means we have moved people mm-hmm. in aggregate to one place. Right. And now we are trying to introduce not only a new infrastructure for them to thrive, but also a laissez-faire attitude in which they can create their own government structure through this state in the United States. Yeah. Um, In the first 10 years, there's going to be a lot of federal oversight. True. Right? So I wouldn't be surprised if the National Guard was there often. I wouldn't be surprised if there were federal... um, There'll be agents in the sense, but they won't necessarily be soldiers. I wouldn't be surprised if there were federal teachers and federal educators and federal aides mm-hmm. there to assist the creation of this. If, again, this is why I say the if, <laughs> yeah. is way bigger than the outcome. Because in order for this to work, uh, the the federal state would have to create a new nation. I think um, Carl just said it. The same way they colonized communities on The Walking Dead would be Kansas. I don't know about The Walking Dead, but like they would have to colonize... Yeah. Kansas. Right. And colonization ain't cheap. While it's fucked up, <laughs> it still ain't cheap. Yeah. Because um, then you have to already, you have to try to erase a whole mindset from a previous situation while still allowing those previous people to create something from their previous mindset. So that intersection would be tricky. But let's say have, we solved it. I have another question. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let's say we solved it. First 10 years is going to be rough because we're talking about the readjustment of people. We talked about this before. We talked about like it takes a while to recon to recondition the people towards their own environment. Mm-hmm. So first thing is gonna be rough. Let's just say it's a hundred years later though. True. No, that's not too far. Let's say twenty five years later. Yeah. Kansas in twenty sixty, twenty fifty. I don't even know what twenty five years from now is. Jesus. <laughs> um. Mm, I actually see like it depending on depending on what government they set up. Kansas will be fine. Them niggas will be just fine. And you know the national. They'll, they'll be better in Mississippi. If if Mississippi is ass, ass. I won't say the national demographic is going to be different by twenty forty. So. Mm. Yeah, some comments. But you said they'd have one hundred and twenty five congressional seats. I agree with that. Because they wouldn't think like, oh, we need one or two people represent us. They'd be like, oh, no. Nah. We need this nigga, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga. That nigga Carl, he a little wild. Not that Carl. This Carl. Not Carl C. Carl B. That nigga tell the truth all the time. Get that nigga in there. We need old crazy Freddy from up the street. We need all them. Um, Q then also said, if this happens, California and New York will annex from the union and become sovereign nation states. That's wild. That's a wild thought. <laughs> That's a wild thought. That's a wild thought. Mm-hmm. Imagine you need a passport to go to New York. Mm-hmm. That's a wild thought. Do I think it would work? Yeah. Now you're asking me, probably the uh, the greatest fool, the biggest optimist, the unbelievable believer in people. Yeah, I believe you give people. The resources they need to survive. 
people will govern themselves to a harmonious society. I truly believe that. Might take a little oversight. Might take some laws. No, you just can't go kill your. You can't kill. Um, kill your your homeboy Freddie. No, 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 no. We got to set some new standards as as a as a especially in the capitalist state as to evaluation of certain things, right? Property, life, system, services. Um, I'm not saying people's. Oh wow, we ran out of time. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Wake and Bake with B Mo. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. I guess I should finish answering the question though. Yeah, you give enough people, you give enough people those resources to govern themselves. I believe that you could have a harmonious society. Um, under the definitions of, of normal that you and I have been raised in, will it look like what we think is successful? I don't know. Will they be able to thrive within themselves and contribute? Uh, to the overall national progress, I think so. I think you get some interesting artists, interesting artists coming out of Kansas City now. Really? Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't know much about Kansas. City. <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, Kansas City art now is just like I don't know much about it now. But like in the future, what I'm saying in this oh, new yeah, Kansas yeah, yeah. is like, oh, now you, whoa, yeah. whoa, what's the music scene coming out of Kansas now? <laughs> wow. I was just thinking, like... The art scene would be crazy. Go ahead. If we have to pour our resources into Kansas, like, in the first, I don't know, maybe first 10, 20 years or so, do you think that would affect the national economy? Like, do you think we would suffer? Like, our taxes? Do you think... I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's going to be expensive. 49 states going to have to pay for Kansas. True. Again, the if <laughs> is way bigger than the outcome. True. Because it would take a complete shift of a complete national mindset shift towards Government. Yeah. It's one thing if you colonize something, Puerto Rico, Guam. We can't see those things. Kansas is right there. <laughs> right. It's on the other side of Missouri. Yeah. It's right there. It's the square state in the middle. <laughs> I feel like even if you named all the states, Kansas is in the middle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you named them alphabetical. Kansas is still in the middle. <laughs> Fucking wild. Anyway, y'all, thank you for listening to Hawaii and Bake be Mo. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning.